We'll also edit that discussion out entirely. Pause so that Harrison knows where it's at. Previously on Booze and Buffy. According to Principal Snyder, um, stabbed her horticulture teacher, which Sunnydale has a horticulture class. Okay. Which honestly, like, there's been several chances to murder this kid. Until right. Now. I'm glad someone finally did it. Yeah, so, it's been like three episodes coming. Hello, I'm Tyler, and I'm here with Harrison. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy. We are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. No spoilers, because Tyler is not familiar with Buffy. And I only know Harrison's birthday because it's somewhere within our password. That's bitchy. (laughs) I don't know anyone's birthday, to be fair. Alright. Will you tell me, Tyler, what episode we're watching? We are watching Season 2, Episode 4, Inca Mummy Girl. This is the one that... How how do I even start this? Um, (laughs) This is the one where it's like foreign exchange student day week month and they're also at a museum and they wake a mummy who is kind of a sympathetic character but then she tries to murder everyone and there's just a lot of um (laughs) how do we put this uh insensitive uh racial moments throughout this whole episode yeah um yeah so, Inga Mummy Girl was written by Matt Keane and Joe Rankemeyer and was directed by Ellen S. Pressman. The episode originally aired on October 6th, 1997. I smell theme music. All right, let's do it. Oh! Bruce and Buffy. Yeah. What will we see? Buffy. What will we drink? Bourbon. Wine. What will we think? Harrison's seen it all. Fuck yeah. And Tyler hasn't. What vocab words will we learn that are gay? Slay. What vocab words will we learn that are gay? Yes. What is on the gay agenda for today? Outfits. What is on the gay agenda for today? Angel. It's Booze and Buffy. All right, so before we get into uh, just all this shit, uh, I want to introduce our very special guest for this episode. Please welcome to Booze and Buffy, Mr. Ben Gearhart. Snap. Hey. Um, so, eagle-eared listeners... Will uh, might remember hearing Ben's name in our season one episode, Angel. Um, he is a friend of our previous guest, Jason Effinger. He's also our friend. Um, <laughs> he baptized Jason into the Buffy verse. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, <laughs> so um, I asked uh, Ben onto this episode because, as Tyler mentioned, there's a lot of very uncomfortable race stuff. <laughs> Um, and I, I thought Ben would have just some really good perspectives on that. Uh, also, though, as an apology for inviting him onto this real shit episode, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I've invited Ben back to, uh, on any episode of his choice, so, uh, look forward to hearing from Ben again later in the season. Um, so before we get into it, Ben, will you share with us your Buffy journey? Yes, please do tell. Sure, yeah, I... 
Um, I remember distinctly watching the first episode and um, like live on TV on the WB when it aired. Yeah, when it Holy aired. Holy shit! I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, I did. How old um, I I would have been like nine, eight or nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. really young. And um, I don't know how I heard about it necessarily. I just, I think I watched a lot of WB and I watched things like Sister Sister and like, I think Sabrina was even mm-hmm. on it oh, at the time. What's that frog on the WB with the top hat? Yeah, I yeah. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a name. I, I don't remember his name. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, like, I think I saw it advertised and it just looked really cool and, um, I don't know, I watched it. My mom wasn't sure about it, and she said I could watch it, but only with her. Okay. And, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah, you're nine. Yeah. Yeah, it was eight or nine, something like that. And anyway, um, I loved it immediately. Um, I don't know if it was just, like, I don't know, badass girls, like, killing monsters, or... I thought it was... I was, like, kind of afraid of it, Mm -hmm. but... I'd like that about it. I'd never really <laughs> seen anything like that before. And I just thought it was really cool and good storytelling. And I do remember, um, not giving away plot details, just <laughs> saying, I do remember at the end of season two, crying my eyes out. Mm. And I do remember at the end of season three, I didn't understand that how seasons worked. And I mm. really <laughs> thought that was like the end. No. <laughs> and I Poor was inconsolable. Um, but yeah, that, that show like really, um, really shaped me and my desire to want to be a writer and like, me too. um, yeah. So like it, it was really influential, big deal. Um, and because I didn't understand how seasons worked, I really thought that was the end of the show and I didn't realize that there were like four other seasons and a spinoff show, like until I was much older and that's when I watched the whole thing. Oh, that's fine. Okay. How old were you when you like revisited? You... When I revisited it, I was maybe 19 or 20. Okay. Um, and that was like the first time I sat and watched all of it. Okay. Um, including Angel. I hadn't seen any of Angel before. Cool. Nice. Excellent. Um, Thanks. Oh, Angel. We're, uh, because we're still a season and some change away from Angel, we're still like trying to decide what we're going to do about Angel once we get there. Um, That's tough. Yeah. So, all right. Um, So, um, I I feel a little silly asking y'all what you're drinking. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Because we're drinking the same thing. Totally. What Um, are we drinking? So, my liquor selection today was um, sparse. uh, (laughs) um, So, I pulled out a bottle of wine so we were drinking a white it's uh the brand is espiral espiral that's that's what i'm going with espiral okay. um it is a white wine according to the label it is it from trader joe's it is from trader joe's this is one of my favorite whites that trader joe's i'm not a big white wine person i prefer red mm-hmm. but i really like this one it's kind of citrusy yeah, um okay. and it pairs really really well with fish um we get this specifically to pair with fish and in this episode, uh, drink for this episode. Yeah. Um, so Ben, would you like to lead us in our toast for this week? Sure. Um, so I, a little background about me. Mm. Um, so I am part Panamanian, which I assume is 
part of the reason why you want me in this episode. That is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where so, is Panama? Yeah, let's. I wish we could like use a map. Point at a map somehow through sound, but um, <laughs> but no. So Panama. Short history lesson. Uh, Panama used to be part of Colombia, mm-hmm. um, which is the yeah. northernmost country in South America, not too far from where our Inca mummy girl is from. Um, anyway, Panama. Uh, you may have heard of the Panama Canal. Um, it was a hotly contested um, trade route. Um, it was a really convenient way at the time for countries to just cut through this massive, um, you know, ma- this huge mass of land that was North, Central, and South America. And uh, it's just a really thin part where you can actually cross through and um, get to the other side of the world without having to go all the way around South America. Nice. Um, so it, it is like a relatively wealthy, uh, wealthy Latin American country. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to raise a glass to all the um, cultural sensitivity in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> um, there, there's some not some not great stuff, but you know, um, I just try and remember that we're so much better than we were even though there's stuff that we still need to improve upon and yeah like let's just raise a glass to um you know getting better and uh realizing you know learning from our mistakes absolutely (laughs) you know cheers Uh, it's the first time we've had a clink cheers on the microphone i was like can i yeah (laughs) we usually try but we're across the room from each other well when we first started recording we only had one mic so we were really close to each other and we could easily cheers and now we have two and record across the room so so we're just getting better on all fronts <laughs> except for having so what you're fans. saying is that things got better when i came mm-hmm. that's what i heard that's what i heard me say okay um so yeah why don't we just d- dive right the fuck on in to income on me girl uh not the girl herself the episode yeah let's not dive into her no no thanks it's, uh, it's not going to end well for <laughs> I mean, look what her lips did. Imagine what her other lips could do. Ew. American, American God situation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Um, for, for anyone who's unaware, in American Gods... Um, I'm unaware, but a, it sounds horrible. One of the... Is it, it's one of the African goddesses, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Um, um, she has sex with a man, and presumably does this all the time, um, and um, sucks, sucks his up, life force. No, sucks his entire body oh. into her vagina, but like, and takes his life force that way. Okay. Uh, it's like reverse birth. <laughs> rebirth. Oh. Um, so with that just disgusting metaphor... On that note, um, let's start. So, we begin this episode with, um, the students of Sunnydale High School preparing for the foreign exchange program. Um... It's like cultural exchange, what's it called? It's... I don't even know. Yeah, it's like a, it's a foreign exchange, but it doesn't look like any of the Sunnydale students went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know if you can call it an exchange, but there's gonna be, like, a cultural dance. Which is just already asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's 1997, guys. Don't you know? Yeah. Don't do it. Um, yeah. So Buffy is going to be hosting um, uh, someone from South America, 
Well, I don't think they ever specify where in South America. Just I think they general said South something about Peru. Do they? Okay, I, I could be wrong. I must have missed that. But um, his name is Ampata. His name is Ampata. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that uh, Cordelia is hosting a uh, tall, gorgeous Swede um, who's not the tall, gorgeous Swede I live with. <laughs> Grace. Um, <laughs> um, which, his name is Sven. His oh, name yeah. is Sven. <laughs> which, you know, in a post-Frozen world <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> um... But they are on a on a field trip to the Natural History Museum, I think in Los Angeles. Um, I, I guess that would be, I think that it's the closest, like, big city to where Sunnydale is supposedly located. It might also just be a set. <laughs> um, no, I think, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think they did film it at an actual mm-hmm. museum in Los Angeles. Right. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit to that yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanna I wanna Xander really have like it's a Xander really a difficult episode, episode but I'm gonna say something good about Xander I'm gonna say one good thing before I get into everything else Xander has a really <laughs> funny line at the beginning of the episode where he says my dad tried to sell me to some Armenians once <laughs> <laughs> No. Does that count? And uh, in in reference to a foreign exchange program, um, I laughed. Yeah. And then I stopped laughing at Xander because, <laughs> uh, oof. Uh, but we'll get into all that. Uh, Willow also has a pretty good line. I don't know if it's a good line in that opening scene, but she's talking about how you know this cultural exchange thing happens every year and it's usually kind of lame. She says it it uber sucks. <laughs> Is, did Willow say that or did Buffy say it? I don't know, actually. I, I, I don't know. I think it was Willow, but it's just funny to hear that word in a... In a non-vampire context. Oh, or just not talking about a taxi. Oh, Uber. Yeah. I, I think the word suck. That's a kind of a 90s moment for me. It's just like hearing that word used yeah, as Yeah, that's a, actually clever back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I didn't even notice that because it's become so ingrained in the vernacular now. Mm-hmm. But no, as soon as you said that, I was like, you know, you're right. Yeah, that's an un- unusual turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to the um, Inca exhibit where there's an Incan princess and like, on display. Right off the bat. I mean, season two's already been doing better as far as like diversity and inclusion is concerned. Like, the first scene has like six people of color in the background. I was like, okay, Buffy, like you're going in the right direction. And then it was about <laughs> as far as it got. <laughs> and then we slammed the brakes. Of, yep. Uh, um, so uh, I want to. Willow's outfit in this scene. <laughs> mm, remind me. She is wearing a tan, like velvet sweater or like faux velvet because oh, they're both wearing like monochromatic kind yes of but he's right? in like lavender shirt and lavender cute. skirt and it's kind of cute and willow is in tan <laughs> and it's like but her sweater is like it's like i could feel it mm-hmm. and i feel like i've said that before like about articles of clothing that on the show but like i could feel it 
And then she had like a tan floral skirt that went with it. Yeah. And loves her texture. She does. <laughs> and it was cute in a very I ugly think it's way. Kind of part of the they, they dress Willow down. That's the Willow oh, charm absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Um My next just thought is where's the fucking security in this oh, yeah. museum? You got one of the students. Rodney, is that his name? Oh, I wrote it down. Rodney Munson. Yes. <laughs> Red shirt Rodney. What? A, just like, you know from his name, he's not the smartest. <laughs> you know that he's probably a dumbass. He's maybe mean, probably a bully. And he lives up to all those things. He's yeah. like straight up drawing on that ceremonial mask. He's using a knife. I think. Oh, it was a knife? Yeah, I, I thought it was a taking, pencil. I think he's like... Carving something like, off carving of it? Some, like, like taking samples from it. Oh, weird. Because I think he has, like, a little plastic bag that he's, like, scraping stuff off. I missed that. I really thought he was, like... Hmm. Whatever he's doing is definitely not allowed. No, whatever... It seems like it was worse than I even imagined. But something to note from this scene, Rodney has braces. Yes. There's kind of, like, a close-up on his face. Um, so, Rodney later, after everyone has... So he beat up Xander for five years straight. So, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, plus on the turns line. out Xander probably deserved it. <laughs> um, that is a great line I really like from Willow, where she's like, um, "You're just mad because of that time he beat you up every day for five years." <laughs> that time. Um, um, so we get the legend of the Inca princess. The um, that she was, or we get part of it. I think Ampata kind of fills in later, but she was. Um, she was a young princess of the Incans. She was um, she was sacrificed mm-hmm. by her people. Um, the tour guide's like, let's go into the ritual sacrifice. Right? Like, Calm the fuck down, dude. Yeah, I thought I was at Disney. Like, <laughs> it was really it's mm-hmm. cool. Very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, do there's sophomores? No, they're... He's, they're juniors at this point. I'm like, they're high school juniors. They're not that interested. He's like, I'm Rodney. just trying to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> so later on, Rodney sneaks back in and steals the uh, seal that is supposed to... Um, attempts to steal. Attempts. He drops it and breaks it. Because the mummy... No, he drops it first. Right? Because yeah. that's what wakes her up is when it breaks. Okay. <laughs> Um, so he just drops it because he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like stuck in. Oh, the you're, you're right. He and he breaks it trying to. Because like, she's mummified. Yeah. yeah. No, it was one of those things where you could tell where the actor like they were like break this in the process, and he was like okay, and it looks like he just smashes it against the side. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh no, cool. <laughs> dude, I am. Acting. Oh, he. Whenever he sees it, he goes cool, and when he breaks it, he goes. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then the mummy grabs him and her eyeless sockets open. That's gross. Yeah. That's a cool effect. I've never seen a vagina, but. <laughs> Are you a platinum star? Like... Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. Well, I touched a boob once. Just once. You're gay. We touched lots of boobs. I don't know. But Platinum Star is like C-section. Is C-section. Oh, right. So you're Gold Star. Unless... Oh, I might have been a C-section. I don't fucking know. It's not the kind of thing I ask my mother. I'm calling Nancy right now. Is that our <laughs> moment of engagement Hi, for this Nancy. episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Tyler's mom, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I hope. I like, I, we're not even going to go down there. Okay. Uh, I was on a C-section, but I was 10 days late. Um, and the doctors was had to induce. Probably explain Because I apparently was not coming out. I was, I set up shop. I was good. Um, <laughs> I was, my birthday is November 7th and I was supposed to be born on Christmas. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, I know. And you know, late eighties. So like that was kind of dicey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to be a leap year baby. Cause they were like, oh shit, he's going to be a preemie. And then I was less of a preemie than that. Yeah. My mom's name said I was, my mom said my name was supposed to be Noel. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. But, you know, Ben's cool too. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Um, so for there, we cut to credits, right? I think so. We get the... Yeah. Um, and... Harrison and I nearly ended our friendship. I when... nearly ended our friendship. <laughs> oh, okay. I Just expressed... Me, ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> I expressed a slight preference to the Angel opening credits... <laughs> uh, over the Buffy but mm. I, I will say I also think that Buffy credits are perfect for the show and the Angel credits are perfect for the show they, are. they really encapsulate the moods and tones Get you of each of them um, I just really like strings um, more than 80s or 90s um, I don't know what would you call it Like is that grunge? like, yeah. Yeah. like alt rock yeah um I feel like the bands of the bronze are usually more grungy than the theme. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, throughout this whole scene, I feel like I sighed a lot in this episode. I feel like <laughs> there was multiple times throughout. It was usually after something Xander said, I would just go like... <sighs> and he, he does it in this episode. It's one of my least favorite character traits of his. He's aggressively possessive of Buffy and to a slightly lesser extent Willow. Mm-hmm. Um... And that could shut down real quick. Yeah, he. Oh my God, he. Buffy says that I'm hot as a boy, and he's like, "What? Excuse me." In your house, a real boy with real boy parts. <sighs> Gross. It is Xander. It is realistic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. It is, but it is. Uh, dude, it's just. And it's not the first time. Yeah. He was on a good streak. He was. I feel like I've He's had several solid episodes this several, season. The last couple episodes I've been like, Xander's been doing great. Although I will admit last week at school hard, I had that moment where I was like, Xander was great in this episode. He didn't do anything that really pissed me off. And Tyler was like, he had like three lines in this episode. And I was like, <laughs> there it is. Keep it up. <laughs> That's the secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he, I mean, he is not, he's nowhere near buff enough to carry both of those standards both of the mm. both you know carry a whole double standard alone yeah <laughs> um so they come so, back to the library is that where out of the credits um so is that when buffy's fighting with giles with yes the, buffy, she's kicking him she's training with giles she wants to go to the cultural dance and he's like no and she's like she's like oh god i wish i had written down this line but um, she she says something along the lines of like, oh, I've heard this one before. 
sacred duty, blah, 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 blah. I'm so stuffy, give me a scone. Yeah. <laughs> and Giles just goes, it's like you know me. <laughs> um, which is, it's funny, but I also think it's sweet. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, they're sniping at each other, but it's not like in when she, in, uh, when she was bad, when the sniping was just mean. mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a comfortable, like, back and forth. Um, but he finally relents and says she can go to the dance. Um, and Willow comes in while Buff, Buffy and Xander are discussing her. Oh, right. And before I get to the sad part, I just want to say, Willow's wearing this, the cutest her... baggy overalls. Yeah. That's um, a that's a look for... I feel like she wears that a couple times. I think so. It's very period appropriate. Um, and the red shirt. But um, basically... Buffy's trying to push Xander into maybe noticing Willow, and Xander's like, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. And Willow comes in, and she hears it. And then Xander, I, I like how this moment is done. It's They don't call a lot of attention to it, but Xander clearly realizes that she overheard it, because mm-hmm. he like overcompensates hardcore when she speaks up. Yeah. Mm. Um, and... Uh, that's when they find out that Rodney is missing. How did Willow get this information? I don't know. But she probably hacked it. Is me. this also the I scene where? You. Oh, yes. what did you say? I said I wrote by you, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> she has not learned her lesson. Uh, this is the scene where Xander basically guesses the plot for the whole show. He does. Yeah. Um. So they mention. So Willow says like, oh didn't come home he's missing Buffy's like oh he I don't think I saw him on the bus oh hello fire trucks um fun fact Harrison lives like just down the street from a fire station so that should be like our new drinking game interrupted by the mm, fire trucks here's to that drinks clink <laughs> two clinks um, in one episode we, we're <laughs> loving that um so they kind of, like, they start to joke, like, oh, maybe he messed with the mummy's tomb, and mm-hmm. the mummy came to life and, and killed him. And then they're like, maybe that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's so great. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. And, then, and Buffy's face, when she's like, Ugh. Yeah. It's, like, it's, um, it's very yeah. good. I, what did you, you said something while we were watching it, then that just made me laugh about that. Did, did I? Oh, you were like, oh, they've been watching the show. Oh, yeah, I said, like, they've seen too many episodes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't remember all my, all my brilliant <laughs> observations. So they go back to the museum where they find uh, Rodney's body. They don't realize it's Rodney's body quite. They get attacked first. first. They get attacked first, yeah. By the bodyguard. No, they, uh, they right? straight up uh, think it's the mummy. Right. They, they're yeah. like, oh, the mummy's still here. Yeah. And yeah, like they're like the mummy's not gone. The mummy's still here. But the seal is broken. Mm-hmm. The seal is broken, and that's when they're attacked by the bodyguard. Um, and um, Xander, rather heroically, tries to fight him off. So he like jumps on his back and gets thrown. Good for you, Xander. He probably thought that that was the cultural exchange student. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me, <laughs> man. Um. But uh, he, 
um, the the bodyguard takes a look at um, the mummy and runs off, presumably because he recognizes that it's not his charge. Mm. Um, that's when Willow notices the braces, right? And they determine. She asks, "How like how advanced were the Incan people? <laughs> Very advanced. Did they yeah. have more the <laughs> <laughs> He knew that girl. Um, so, um, you have the plot stuff. Oh, uh, so they go back. Or no, that's whenever she realizes that she's left her exchange student. Yes, they, they take the piece of the the seal that's left. Right. Uh, take it back to the library. They need to find someone to translate it. Oh Luckily... Buffy has to go to the bus station to pick up Empata, their South American friend. Oh my god. Now here's the thing where it really starts in <laughs> Yeah. Earnest. I love how literally no one thought that. They were like, oh yeah, good idea. Like, literally everyone. Until that point, Xander's <laughs> trying to like be like, no, we need to stay here and figure this out. Yeah. That's part of his like like overprotectiveness with Buffy, too. Yeah. Like he, I don't know. Yeah, and he just... Uh, yeah. So you've got so you've got this like already just this shitty macho bullshit from Xander. And then you've got Giles being like, Oh, maybe Ampata, someone we've never met before, we know nothing about, except that he's South American. Maybe he can translate this <laughs> ancient pictogram for us. <laughs> Giles. Don't all Latinx people understand here, hieroglyphics? Like <laughs> I just don't understand. So we cut to the bus station, and it is important to note that Buffy is late to pick up Ampata, so he's by himself. Um, so Ampata is wandering around the bus station looking for Buffy, presumably, mm-hmm. uh, and he hears, Ampata, Ampata, and that's when he's attacked by Sexy Mummy. And by Sexy Mummy... <laughs> I mean, corpse. Can we talk for a second about how weird it is that Buffy alone was entrusted with picking up this student from South America <laughs> in, like, Southern California? And... She doesn't have a car. Right. Yeah. She... Xander already stated, welcome to America. Like, this bus station smells like piss. Yeah. <laughs> um... He gets some... Some jokes that aren't as bad. It's true. It's true. I feel like we're gonna just like need to do everything we can to just like okay. And here's where Xander was fine. Yeah. Just to make ourselves feel better. Here's where he was passable in this episode. Um. So, the mummy attacks Ampata. Um. Bucky and Willow arrive. Willow has added a very cute oh. hat to her ensemble. Yeah. I forgot about that. What were you gonna say? Uh, just her, the print on that shirt is really weird. It's like globes or something. Oh, no, that's later. Okay. She's still in her overalls right now, but she's added like a toboggan. Oh, okay. She's got multiple hats. Yeah. <laughs> Willow is a truer, master of hats. I was going to say, a truer fact about Willow has never been stated. She <laughs> has a lot of hats. Which is funny for me because I this is I think perhaps this, her first I hat. I think this might be her first hat. It's the gateway hat. But... <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> the hat that led to other fuzzier hats. We lose more young nerds that way. So um, when Jason and I, slight tangent, but when we did Buffy trivia a couple months ago at right. um, at uh, Old Louisville Brewery, shout out our um, yeah, our team name was. Uh, the Willow's Purple Hats. Oh, my God. Because no spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. Okay. Is it a bucket hat? It is. It's 90s. I just the assume. bucket hat to end all bucket hats. Okay. It is, I feel like maybe... One bucket hat to rule them all. I feel like it is <laughs> the most iconic piece of clothing on the show, maybe? Probably. At least to me it is. No, you're not the only one I know who talks about that hat. Okay, good. <laughs> I definitely think it, it, it is part of, is like... Is it later this season? Is it phases? I think it is season two. Okay. I'm not sure. It might be Becoming. Okay. Part All one. Right. Maybe. We'll I, I do think it's season two. When I think we you're get right. there, it's going to be a big that. celebration of... The purple hat. The purple hat. Anyway. <laughs> so... It's worth, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. So, from the shadows, they're looking for Impata, and from the shadows... Sexy Ampata appears. Yeah. Uh, her, uh, Ampata, the male Ampata was wearing really late, like, ar- archaeologist pants. Mm-hmm. And they were real bulky. And uh, a white button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, female Ampata, who from now on I'm just going to call Ampata. Okay. Um, That's her, very progressive of you. Thank you. <laughs> um... Uh, the pants are slightly, uh, they're not tight, but they are a little more form-fitting. And she has cropped the shirt and brought the buttons down just a little. Not too much cleavage. Um, they're still in high school. But yeah. <laughs> um, she is 500 years old. 500 Be years young. For, uh, <laughs> for Angel. Uh, <laughs> so they bring her back to, to school or to Buffy's house? Um, school. They go back to Buffy's house. Okay. Um, where we get just the next section of horrible Xanderness. Horrible Xanderness, where so they bring her into Buffy's house. They're showing her around the house, specifically the kitchen. They're getting right. like, food, and Buffy and Willow do the right thing and speak to her normally, <laughs> like she's a person. Oh my god! And Xander, who actually this started when they were at the bus station, yeah, because he's like the only Spanish I know is is. Dorito and Chihuahua. Yeah. And then he sees her and, and goes, goes, I, I caramba. I also know that too. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. That was, it's, just, it's a lot to unpack so, there, Xander. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just... Uh, but then he continues at the Summer's house talking to her in this, this broken English. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the episode is slightly aware of it because Willow and Buffy are giving themselves knowing looks when he does it Mm -hmm. um and they're not speaking to him like that so it's obvious that the writers know drink Mm, (laughs) go save some lives um the writers know that like that's the proper way to speak to someone who has an accent Mm -hmm. you just talk to him but also we see the same behavior out of cordelia yeah so it's like i I don't know how to unpack that i i what do you think pen I'm going to go on a brief tangent and talk about Joss Whedon for a second. Okay. Um, so there's this, there was this meme I saw a few months ago that was like, it showed RuPaul <laughs> and JK Rowling and Joss Whedon. And it was talking about how progressive people for their time who have not 
like updated mm. like who have not like grown with the sort of uh cultural movements that have happened in like the last 10 15 years yeah i've definitely seen some criticism of rupaul recently for mm-hmm. sure and i and god knows i love joss whedon and uh, and i love his writing um and i don't know how much you all know about that like letter that his wife wrote or whatever. i know a little bit about it and, it and that's like a whole other thing to talk about so we don't need to all I wanted to mention about that was that it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to how not perfect he mm-hmm. is as much as I I kind of had just some blinders on because mm. Joss Whedon was just a very formative sort of progressive moment for me in my life and yeah. my history yeah. and showed me a lot of things that I hadn't really thought about before, yeah. especially when I was eight or nine, like we talked about me seeing. Um, mm. So... I know it's really interesting to watch this episode now with like a 2019 sensibility as Mm -hmm. opposed to 1997. And I think that does speak a lot to what was considered, you know, culturally woke Mm -hmm. for 1997 was like being aware that it's wrong, but not really saying anything about it. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and kind of like knowingly looking at your friend and being like, oh, this is so wrong, you know. And I think, like, those moments of actually correcting your friend or standing up to someone, those were, like, really radical things then. Yeah. Um, and some shows did make statements like that. And mm-hmm. But I really think it was... Like, I think any show now, that scene would either not have happened at all or it would have been a major issue. Like, yeah. a major plot point where it got addressed. I don't want to backtrack at all, but I don't know if you even caught... But when I walked in, and this has been on my mind all evening, this is the first time I saw you, like, in here, and I greeted you with, hola. (laughs) I'm sorry. It came out of my mouth. I wasn't even, like, oh, it's just a word I say. It's okay. It was 1997. Yeah, I wish. So my apologies. At Um, least you didn't see Ben and go, I cut her on Bob. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That that would be another matter. No, that has happened. I'm joking, sort of. Yeah, no, immediately we went into a discussion about, you know, just like Latinx people and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. (laughs) No. Why did I do that? That's a whole other thing, too. Like, a lot of people, I do pass for white for, like, if you don't know me at all. Yeah. And so that's another, that's a whole other thing Uh when you are bi or multiracial that, like, if you can pass for white, people assume that you are. Mm. And... And again, not that I was offended or anything, but like stuff does come up, like little microaggressions like that. Um, again, not bothered by it, but I some people well, do thanks. say truly horrible things. Yeah, and it's like I don't think you would have said that if, or maybe you would have, and that would have been really bad. Yeah. You know, mm. I have a slightly similar experience. So my, um, I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like I pass for white. I am white, but my mom's family is Lebanese. Um, and I'm very connected with my Lebanese, um, my Lebanese Middle Eastern heritage, even though because of my life experience and the fact that my dad's German Irish completely took over as far as like looks go. Um, I, I, I consider myself white, but I still have a really strong connection to that heritage. Um, but I hear those sort of things from so many people who, um, have no idea that I have mm-hmm. a, a Middle Eastern heritage 
Um, so might just say, like, you know, I one time a member of my family, mm. uh, not from that section of my family, uh, referred to uh, Middle Eastern people just just straight up said like, oh, those terrorists. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm right fucking here. And like, mm. yeah, it's that sort of shit. You know I'm a terrorist. Yeah, right? It's like, <laughs> um, but no, like, I, no, I understand. I get where you're, where you're coming, where you're coming from on that, for sure. Uh, Xander certainly does not. No. <laughs> so at no. school, he's equally, like, insulting to Impada and hitting on her. Yes. So he really likes her. And he's, but he's so condescending. And, and he speaks in this broken English. And it's, and I guess the other frustrating thing is that Impada seems really charmed by it. Which is hey, wild. She's five hundred years old. She's from a time that was even less "quote unquote" woke. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's just excited the boys talking to her. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, honey, you can do better. Yeah. But this Willow's is right it brings us to the 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 library scene with Willow, where she has a really just wonderful moment um, when she's kind of talking about like, do I move on? Like, what do, do I wait for him to date every other girl? Or do I just move on with my life? Yeah. And I was like, snaps for you, girl. I love well, that. And Willow also, or Buffy kind of does the same thing. She's like, good for you. And Buffy, Willow immediately backtracks and she's like, well, I haven't made my choice yet. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Which also feels like it's funny, but goddamn, I remember having those conversations in high school where I literally like laying out my options. And it was always about a boy I liked. Um, and be like, okay, should I like, go for it? Or, should, or maybe I shouldn't. And my friends being like supportive of whatever the obviously right choice was, but I was like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll <see. laughs> um, um, we, while this is going on, um, so actually to backtrack a little bit, we do have a scene with Cordelia, and she her has a, exchange another horrible quote. Uh, what was it? Uh, I don't know if it's in the scene. I don't know. You explain first. Okay, so. We meet Cordelia's foreign exchange student. Sven. Sven. Um, so she's Look, to, to this point, we don't... We think that he doesn't speak a lick of English. Yes. Um, Which I think is adds to the hilarity of his character. That, like, at the end you find out that he does. Right. <laughs> Which also adds to these layers of, like, okay, so he speaks English, and he thinks Cordelia can't speak English because of how she's treating him. She says, they don't even speak American. (sighs) So the writers, I guess, there's some awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not enough. It's 1997. It's 97. And that's the thing. We do, you know, when we talk about these things, you know, we can talk about them from our sensibilities now. We have to. That's the... The only perspective we can talk about them from is ours. Yeah. Um, but we also have to keep in mind that this is the lens it was created in mm. um, and find the middle ground. We can't change it. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's on the DVD. Like, yeah. Um, they're not making Income Mummy Girl again, nor should they. Maybe no. they. Maybe they'll do. They are doing that Buffy reboot. So maybe, That's true. Maybe they'll what? do a woke version. No spoilers. There is sorry. a potential Buffy is that, sorry, reboot in the works, and it's been very unclear if it is a a true reboot or if it's like a spinoff sequel series. Okay. Um, 
But and that's all we'll say because I think that's all anyone knows at this point. <laughs> yeah, there really, there really is. Okay, fair. Um, and I think it will feature the main character will, fe- will be a woman of color. I think was okay. um, one of the things they specified. So that's great. Yeah. Um, the head writer is a woman of color. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that's all very exciting. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we know nothing. Um, and that's. Bar- but the, in this scene, we meet. Um, uh, Cordelia's boyfriend Devin, who is his band is playing at the Bronze that yeah. night, and a a young gentleman, but who, who who did not write any bit of the show. No, <laughs> he is not Bruce Seth Green. He is your standard issue Seth Green, regular Seth. Um, so remember when I mentioned um a couple episodes ago. In last episode, actually, we were talking about the drummer in the band was really weird. Yeah, off. And I mentioned that there was an actor on the show who played guitar, and like they would, he mentioned in an interview that sometimes you were talking about Seth Green. I was talking about Seth Green. Yes. Um, But sometimes, basically, he talks about how he he doesn't play guitar, but he would learn the proper like what it should. He would do what it should do, and then then, in editing, it got mixed around, and so his guitar movements do not match the music on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked fine this uh, time around compared to last episode. Yeah, <laughs> weird drummer. He was um, like... <laughs> those visuals will play great on the podcast, Tyler. I was going for the sound effect. I saw it. That was just for you, Ben. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, gosh. Something just flew on me. Damn fruit flies. Oh my god, they're driving me fucking yeah, crazy. It's October 2nd and it's still summer. <laughs> oh my god, it's like 100 degrees today. It's fucking ridiculous. It was um, actually a really gay insult, but you didn't pick up on it. Oh, fruit flies. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so that's how you know my first laugh was sarcastic, but then I was actually tickled by the joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so while Buffy and Willow are having this conversation and helping Giles research, um, Xander is uh, feeding um, Pata Twinkies. Very suggestively. <laughs> shoving them right in. At first we were like, did he not even have a wrapper? It really looks really like he pulled just an unwrapped Twinkie out of his bag. I think this. he did have the like crinkly noise. It was just like oh, in the transition. That is yeah. another statement on safe sex. Has yeah. To be. yeah. <laughs> um, I will say. Wrap this, that Twinkie. This scene is actually kind of cute. One, Xander has stopped t- talking in his broken English to her. So yeah, his mouth is full. Yeah, well, <laughs> even before, he's <laughs> talked to her normally. But um, but it's actually, it's kind of a cute scene. In this scene, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can see how she might find him charming. You know, he's being silly with a Twinkie. Um, <laughs> song, bar as well. <laughs> Fair. Um uh, you know, I like getting silly with a Twinkie, if you know what I mean. Um, Weird. Um, so is this before or after Giles has asked Empata to this translate? This is after. Okay. Yeah. She has translated, like, one picture and says it means bodyguard. And he's like, oh, thank you. This will be great for our archaeology club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Furthering um, the stereotype that all Latin American people... Yeah. Know how to read ancient ink and pictograms. Right. Uh, you know, though, I like that it. Excuse me, burp on the podcast. There you go. Um, I like that, that that plan actually kind of blows up in their face. That she 
she actually just did know it. Coincidence could translate it, but did it wrong to throw them off. <laughs> Good for you, Empata. Yeah, throw that shit back in their face. Mm. Well, I think that's kind of the thing about her whole character is like she's more likable than not until she the is. end. She's yeah. very sympathetic, um, and that's why I think this episode is a, is a real missed opportunity, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, but Empata and Xander are attacked on the bleachers by the bodyguard inexplicably. He shows up directly behind them from the top of the bleachers. Which have nothing behind them. Yeah. They, <laughs> it's not like a stadium or something. Right. They, they, there's no conceivable way he got up there without them noticing. <laughs> unless they well, were just too... Maybe they had Twinkies shoved in their ears. It's like, <laughs> it's like a direct cut from the scene before him, yes, right? The, the cut is very jarring. You um, even mentioned it might have been a editing kind of thing yeah i i do wonder if there was more of that scene that showed him like approaching them first or something yeah something yeah. like that because it's so jarring like because he wasn't there at all before we cut to the live scene in the library and then it cuts back to him like swinging his sword on them mm-hmm. um so that's when they return they get away and return to the library where they kind of fill umpata in on What's going on? They're not an archaeology club. They're, They're a crime, crime club. club. <laughs> Which is a little more accurate. Closer to the truth. <laughs> you know, we are... They're not lying. They're just telling a half-truth. <laughs> um, oh gosh, what happens next? I mean, there's a time where... Isn't... Doesn't she get that drink of water or whatever doesn't Impata get like a drink of water and go to the restroom or something yeah yes. and he's so, like I'm trying to convince her to stay or what's it what's he say he says I'm trying to convince her that we're safe or that we're not crazy or something. yeah so basically yeah Xander's trying to comfort her after this and he asks her to the dance um she accepts and then she's like but now I have must go where you cannot follow she goes into the bathroom. The and I was like, The girls' room. Oh I was like, You're funny about it. Like, <laughs> don't waste your time with him. <laughs> but the bodyguard finds her. The bodyguard is there. Ignoring the convention of women's restrooms. Right? They didn't have that 500 years ago. She was safe. He's woke. <laughs> Gendered restrooms. Um, uh, but she. Sucks his life right on out, too. And she's like, I want to live. I, I, you know, it's not my fault. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's like, you're the chosen one. Yeah. So this is really where we get more of this. I We learn more about this, about Empata and where she's come from. She mentions she doesn't want to die. Um, she's just an innocent girl. Mm-hmm. I wonder where we've heard that before. Yeah, it starts <laughs> to set up that parallelism. Yeah. Um, but the bodyguard also correctly points out that the people she's killing are innocent as well. And this is just, okay. it's just a shit situation I for fix. everyone. Yeah. But she somehow kisses him, steals his life, and then Xander asks her to the dance. Oh, that happens after? Yeah. Ah, my bad. Well, of course it does. She's glowing. She yeah, <laughs> she looks so beautiful. She's like... She's mm-hmm. like, wow, you were pretty She's when you went in, but did you suck someone's life out while you were in there? Because you are stunning. <laughs> it's 
is that someone else's life force in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Maybe she's reborn with it. <laughs> mm. Maybe it's mummified. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Just you set that up and you dumped it. That's uh, that's my favorite. One of my favorite apples, or not apples, uh, cards against humanity. Maybe she's mummified. Well, it's maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's blank. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, because I remember every time I get it, I'll sing it. <laughs> um. So Willow's devastated. Poor Willow. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. Um. But back at Buffy's house, um, Buffy has at some point been barred from the dance again by Giles. Mm. Uh. Oh, because they have to figure out how to stop the mummy. Right. Obviously. Um. But she's helping Ampata get um, ready for the dance. I think they they want to go back to the museum. Yes, because they need to get to like, reassemble. They the... need to yeah. They need to reassemble the pieces of the seal to like re mummify her. And but Buffy's helping Ampata get ready for the dance. Ampata's dress is so pretty. It is like it's really simple. It's just like this gold one piece um, short dress with. Um, it's it's like a sash or something that she's it, like, it's not a belt but it's like a it's kind of beaded yeah. it almost looks like a it almost looks like a circlet like a like a it almost looks metal yeah it, it's, you're right it's very like Incan princess yeah kind it's of very look. pretty and it's okay for her to wear it right she I did wonder I did wonder where she got it but that's a good point because it certainly wasn't with the real Impata stuff as we learn when Buffy goes through it and finds his. Well, they're yes. both hiding things, right? Yes. So Buffy's hiding her like crosses and stakes and stuff, and from Impata whenever she gives her the lipstick, the gold one, mm-hmm. which looks more bronze, but whatever, Buffy. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> the pink would have clashed, but also there's a mummy in her trunk. Yeah. Um, and it's a this is a great scene. It's maybe my favorite scene of the episode, and really I feel like what this episode should have been because. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the theme we should have had. Yes, uh, Apata is telling Buffy. She's like the princess was chosen. She had to sacrifice her life, um, and Buffy kind of fills in the blanks from there. And she's like, "Oh, you've heard the story." And she's like, "It's real familiar." Um, and and we even have that parallel: the two of them hiding, hiding stuff, um, and you know, also this young women who were um, who are forced into a role. Mm-hmm. That they did not ask for, they did not want, they, they, they that they don't want. You know, and, there's a little bit also in Empada's backstory that we I think we skipped over to. Whenever they're asking her like where she's been, she's like she's naming all the major cities with museums. She's like, yeah. I've been to New York, I've been to Washington D.C., I've been to blah blah blah. Like, yep. well, she even says I toured. Yes, she doesn't even say like I traveled there. I've toured. Yeah, and they're like, oh, did you like it there? It must have been so fascinating. I think Willow asked her, and she's like, well, I didn't really get to explore very much. <laughs> also, is how she knows how to speak English. Presumably, um, because, because she's been traveling through America, Just which means people. that she's been conscious. Like, at some level, she was a mummy, but was like, con- which is kind of fucked up. It's like, like Night at the Museum. <laughs> Josh Ritter has a song about that. It's basically the same plot. All of his songs are stories. Who? Josh Ritter. <laughs> he played at Waterfront Wednesday. Oh. Is this like, 
John Ritter's son, Josh Ritter? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's Jason Ritter. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's so cute. Oh, my God. I thought you meant okay. John Ritter, which is my least favorite classical composer. <laughs> No. Wow, that was like six <laughs> degrees of Kevin Bacon, but like six, six degrees, degrees of, of John Ritter. <laughs> or Runner. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Um, so, so yeah, so Apata, Xander shows up to pick up Apata. And right before this, I guessed, because they were talking, this is where they reveal that it's a costume party. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> and Xander walks, walks in with in. his Peruvian poncho. Yes. Oh my god, it he, I feel like it could have been. I feel like that costume maybe had a few more things to it, and they were like, eh, "Let's dial it down a little bit." Because he even says like where it's from, and it's not what you'd expect. Yeah, I don't know. I he's, think it's a reference to a movie. He's talking about like Italian spaghetti westerns. Or yeah. Something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's specifically a Clint Eastwood movie, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. He ha- he does have the cigar. Good, bad, and ugly. If you know what oh. movie that is a reference to, what did you say? Tell us. I. Th- think it's good bad and the ugly but maybe that that makes sense so let us know yeah does any do we have any clint eastwood fans make our day i, I doubt it probably not. Um, <laughs> that doesn't seem damn. like our, uh, our okay uh, very I good that. I heard that. um so uh we get a bit of joyce i think this is her only scene in the episode where Who, she... joyce by the way it was her idea to enroll them in the cultural exchange that's true yes that was something we missed from the first scene yeah um, oh, Joyce. But she's... She's woke. She's, um... She no, also kind of reads Buffy. She... Oh. oh, very nice. I learned that gay vocab. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that was, one, that was one of our first ones. Yeah. It's um, kind of necessary. Um, I'm glad I didn't skip ahead. No, it's helped because um, when I did Hit the Wall with Pandora, I mentioned this in another episode, but there was a reference to... Um, one of the characters says to another, like, you stole my read. Um, after they like quoted his insult, and I was like, when I was in the first my, our first rehearsal, I was like, I get that. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to and Harrison, that that's that's vocab from literally 1969. <laughs> <laughs> like all of our other ones have been like you know contemporary shit from like RuPaul's Drag Race, but like that one's been around for a while. Yeah. No, like I was watching Pose, mm-hmm. and someone was like, they wouldn't say read in 19 blah blah blah, and I'm like, yes, they would. Mm-hmm. That is old, just because you're basic. <laughs> Reading is what? Fundamental. That was a long gay vocab because I was really struggling with it. He was like, so are they like... <laughs> one, one of my favorite uses of read, incidentally, mm-hmm. is... Um, are you Doctor Who fans? Yes. Okay. Thank I know you are. I just um, didn't know. Not particularly. So in the New Year's special... When uh, 13 starts talking to that Dalek that has to build its own cage and armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what did you make that out of? Rusted parts. And she's like, just like reading that Dalek to <laughs> filth. <laughs> like, I remember I even said that. Like when Mike and I were watching and Mike was like, the library is open. <laughs> it, was, it was, I don't know. I just, that combination of Doctor Who and Drag Race was just... I like it. Yeah. Um, Sublime. Hey, it's Tyler, a crossover. What's up? Can you do me a favor? What's I up? don't... I can't really disturb my microphone. Oh, what's up? But I am out of line. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why I'm here. Thank you. There's me on Harrison's mic. Bottle <laughs> 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 oh. service. More clean. Did you just try to pour it without taking the cap off? Just a screw top. Yeah. Cheap bastard. Shh. 
Now they know we're not fancy. Isn't it like... Wait, we gotta like ASMR this shit. I don't like ASMR. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> we did it. That might be our like, like opening bit. Yeah, we'll we should sample that. Uh, you want to do more Ben? I'll t- I'll do a little more since it's open. <laughs> I mean, if like you the library. insist. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I'm gonna give me some too. <laughs> you should. So. Where were we in the episode? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to talking with me about that was, anything. That was fun. That was a good fun Xander's at the door. His costume is insensitive. Um, Joyce. <laughs> Joyce they, they reads. I'm sorry. I still don't know where we are. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be more specific. Um, so they leave, and as Bucky is watching wistfully because she wants to go to the dance, Joyce is like, "She's really fitting. She's in. really fitting in." <laughs> Bucky's just like. Fuck you. Gowling. <laughs> it's been almost a year and you still don't fit in. What's the subtext? Yeah. Read the room, Joyce. <laughs> Listen, I love or, Joyce. Or, or don't, you know, you're reading Buffy enough. <laughs> I do love Joyce, but there are times where I'm just like, Joyce, not your best parenting. I think mm-hmm. she has a line on one episode where she, she upsets Buffy about something and she's like, she's like, solid parenting form. A little rocky on the dismount. Mm, yep. Uh, Classic. So, um, so then we go to the dance mm. where we see a girl dressed as a geisha. Mm. Uh, we see, uh, her... she didn't overdo the makeup, which That's I was true. For. That's yeah. mm-hmm. uh, true. <laughs> Redeeming quality. We see a rabbi, yeah. Mm. Um, Looking all. Uh, Acidic. Yeah, we yeah. see a guy dressed completely normally. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this maybe is my culture. Maybe he that was, was like white from pirate. you know. Oh my god, Boston. <laughs> maybe he was from another country and he was dressing like Americans. Uh, okay, all right. That wow. implies that Americans dress a certain way, but I don't know. Um, um, we see Cordelia's dressed like a Hawaiian. Oh yeah, I forgot about but. That. She probably doesn't know that's in America. Comes across. <laughs> Great read. Um, it really just Thanks. comes across as her like needing a um, an excuse ex- to like show to some midriff. Yeah. yeah. So here's where uh, Devin and Oz's band is playing, where we find out their name for the first time. Dingo ate my baby. Dingo's ate my baby. So. You all know that reference, right? Dingo ate your baby. Yeah. What is the reference? I, don't, I learned it from the Wild Thornberries. Okay, oh, so well, that is a reference. Okay, so the Thanks. more popular cultural reference outside of Buffy, and really more than Buffy, is um, Seinfeld, where there's some conversation and it's awkward, and Elaine just goes, Maybe the dingoes ate your baby, and it gets more awkward. Yeah. But that in and of itself is a reference. To, to a um, an incident in Australia in the, it's the real. early 80s. Yes, it's a real incident. Because we were watching, like, um, New Girl or something, and they were like, that really happened. Yeah. this um, Was that the show? This, what, this family was camping, and um, their baby daughter goes missing, and the mother is, like, claiming that... Uh, and famously yelling, the dingoes ate my baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no one believed her. They and she was tried and convicted of murdering her child, mm. and then years and years later, evidence came out. Um, they like found like the baby's like bones or something mm. in like a dingo because they could never find the body. Yeah. Um, was the thing, and they found um, evidence that 
she was not lying, she did not murder her baby, that it was carried off by dingoes. Um, and there's a movie called... Dingoes Ate My Baby. No, not Out of Africa. That's is it a not movie. Africa? I was thinking it was Meryl Streep. No, it is Meryl Streep. Uh-huh. Um, Out of Africa is her and Robert Redford. Oh, it's okay. called... I've seen it. Um, it's Meryl Streep, and it's called... Like in the shadow of the night, or oh yeah, you're right. Like the other Australian phrase that I know, aside from "bingo's ate my baby," is the kippers and the dunny. What's that mean? I think it means like the girl is in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, again, Wild Thornberries didn't okay. really teach me the the actual context, but so Nile cultural insensitivity. Here we are, all our doing our not hey. very good Australian accents. <laughs> Kippers and the Danny. Um, <laughs> um, Speaking of that, there's the first appearance of Jonathan. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, At played the by Danny, uh, Danny Strong, um, who has gone on to be have an aggressively successful career. He played Doyle on uh, on um, uh, Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. uh, Paris's boyfriend. And he also is an acclaimed writer. He won an Emmy for writing that uh, movie where Julianne Moore... It was an HBO movie where Julianne Moore played Sarah Palin. Oh, um, I forgot about that. And I think he's one of the co-creators of Empire. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, he's, he's just had like this insanely successful career, he, both as a writer and as, as an actor. He also had a small arc on Mad Men. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Not very, like, just, like, maybe three or f- maybe four episodes. Okay. Um, and I think maybe he wrote an episode or two. Oh. I know for sure he was on it. Cool. We have yet to talk about how, although all of these costumes are problematic, right? Willow still kind of looks cute. So and I looked up the tribe. It's Inuit. Yes. You're welcome. I already knew that, but... Okay. <laughs> but I have. Um, yes. So, so I was about dressed, to say the E word. Yes. Which, mm. She's dressed as uh, as an Inuit. Um, uh, she no. looks cozy. She, as Xander says. I think, yeah. No, he's comfy. Snug. Snug. Oh. Um, as a bug in her bag. Is, she's very wrapped up. She is very wrapped up. You can really only see her little face. That's about and it. She's got a spear, which I really wish had gotten some play in this yeah. episode. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Um, which is a great moment when... Um, Too bad there were no vampires around. Yeah. <laughs> um, Super helpful. So, um, Xander and uh, Ampara are dancing, and Oz is talking to Deb, and he says, who is that girl? And uh, Devin thinks he means Ampara, but Oz means Willow. Right. And I called that right beforehand, too. I was like, hmm, this new character has been introduced right as Willow is alone at the dance. I wonder what's going to happen. It's very astute. I like the way they do that, though. So, I mean, it's obvious how this is set up. He's being set up as a love interest for her. Yeah. But they don't even meet in this episode. Right. We just get a couple scenes. He tries to meet. He tries to, but they're rushing off to stop. They're creating that, like, tension. Um, There's a slow build on that, for sure. Yeah, and it's, I like that because it feels realistic. Like, Mm -hmm. someone always notices the other person first. And I like that we're seeing it from his perspective because that even automatically makes, he becomes a character before he's, really introduced to be Willow's love interest. So mm-hmm. that's just, I like the way it's handled. No more spoilers. Um, 
I'm not saying he becomes her love interest. I'm saying he is being set up as one yeah, based okay. on this episode. I don't know what's going to happen. Me either. Uh, <laughs> so, um, um, Buffy and Giles are trying to put the seal together with rubber cement. Y'all remember rubber Buffy's cement? Buffy's not there. Buffy's not there? No, Buffy. she's at home for some reason. She's sulking, and then she has to get to there. That's right. Um, but at the same time, uh, Empata and Xander have like snuck off to be alone. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's trying to make out with Jonathan. Is that his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he does not want to suck. Xander yeah, he currently doesn't have. She name, saw so whenever her and Xander, she and Xander are dancing, that her hand is starting to remummify. Yeah. And Unanimate, Chris, disanimate. I don't know what the word uh, is. I don't know that there. Well, there must be a word, but I think remummify, or, or I guess just mummify. Yeah. Like <laughs> remummify. Um. So there's probably not a word for something getting. And he's even like, that's not a concept. Aren't you? Aren't <laughs> I mean, you clearly with Xander? And she's like, oh, it looks like I'm with you, or something. She like that. She says, does it look like I'm with Xander? Damn. Very sultry. It would. It worked on me. Yeah. I was like, ooh, you can suck my life out of Pada. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, where's Xander then? <laughs> um, so that's when Xander, though, interrupts the moment. Is this the point where he says the line? I think he said this at school. I missed this one where he says, um, "You aren't a praying mantis, are you?" <laughs> that, that is really at the school. I think it's when he asks her to the dance. To the dance. Yeah. <laughs> Great callback. Great callback. Which really wasn't that long ago, but. I mean, I guess it was a whole season ago. It was, but so it was mid-season. Presumably still a virgin. And, um, definitely still a virgin. (laughs) Um, So it was the beginning of season one, which was mid-season. So we can maybe play this episode and like... Can't catch a break. Um, hey, listen, I'm a virgin, okay? Obviously. (laughs) Um... It has been less than a year since his incident with the praying mantis lady. This yeah. is the beginning of the new school year. That would have been probably like third semester. Yeah. Um, third yeah. semester. Third, third, third quarter. quarter. <laughs> there you go. Summer school. <laughs> well, Wouldn't put it past him. If, if anyone in the gang's going to summer school, yeah. it's Buffy. Um, Fair enough. But um, mm. she starts to kiss him to suck his life force out, but then... She decides she can't go through with it because she. But even he's it. like, "Wow, what a kiss!" or something like yeah. that. Well, it There's some to... weird music and stuff. Like it, maybe she's sucking some life force from. Him. Oh, she definitely is because he like collapses when she stops right. kissing him. Okay. It's not from just the sheer passion. <laughs> I've had some good kisses in my life, but I've never collapsed from one. <laughs> I did collapse once because my heart wasn't getting enough blood to my brain, but that's just a medical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I don't know. I thought that was going to be funny. And then, just... <laughs> and then we all got really concerned. Yeah. This is going to happen on the show. Wine down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, some, what is, Buffy starts to piece it together. And what is it that... That, I don't know. Let's... let's internet. She's already getting a little suspicious because she found the underoos. She figures <laughs> out that... She finds the body. In the, she but breaks she, it open. Before that, though, she, there's something makes her suspicious, and she calls Giles. Is it just the men's clothing that? She she finally goes back because now, Empada is at the dance. Right. And so she is free to break that open and yeah. figure that shit out. 
Um, what is it that prompts her to call Giles to the house? Because they discover the body together. together. I think it's the men's clothing. I think she's like he shows up at the house. He says, "Oh, he's just, thank he goodness just... you're here." Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they found the bodyguard's body in the restroom. Yep. Okay. It's like we just Thank goodness, this yeah. <laughs> this is why we normally watch it twice. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, Giles is there. They're suspicious because he's got, um, she's got men's clothes, which mm-hmm. heteronormative, but whatever. <laughs> um, and that's when they break the trunk open and discover real Ampata's mummified corpse. Um, and you know what they say, a girl doesn't travel anywhere without her mummified corpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so that's when they kind of put the pieces together. Girl's best friend. <laughs> Corpses. Our girl's best friend. It's uh, weird. So they imagining Nicole Kidman singing that <laughs> in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> John saw Moulin Rouge on Broadway a couple weeks ago. He was telling me when I was on the way to record, and I was like, "I want to hear all about this later." He has <laughs> not stopped telling people about it. It's funny because. When he went to see it, he I called him that night because um, I wasn't able to go, and he um, he was like, yeah, it was fine, it's it's good, I think it, I liked it. And then like over like the next couple of days after he got home, he would just he was getting more and more enthusiastic about it, and now he's just like, it was so good. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> um, so they put the pieces together. They figure out a pot is the mummy. They rush to the dance to try to or. They rush to, the... to the museum. Buffy goes to the dance. That's why they're split up. Yeah. And um, they rescue Xander. Um, Apata, I guess, senses that he's putting the seal back together. She, she goes, she just like looks up. She's like, the seal. Lucille. Uh, Lucille. Lucille. Um, she rushes off. Is Buffy's where... like, tell him in the car. Yeah. Um, and that's where uh, Oz and Willow have their missed connection. Mm-hmm. Where who? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he tries to go up to talk to her, but they have to rush off. And he's like, who is that girl? Yeah. Um, they get to the museum. Giles is choked, which doesn't count Yes. for heads up with Giles. Yeah. Because... We agreed blunt force trauma. He needs to get knocked out because he he's quickly revived. Yeah, he is unconscious, but not from a blow to the head. Yeah. So he quickly comes back. I mean, that seems like two minutes long. Yeah, it's really um, for all the build up to all of this. It's a short episode. It feels is, like the climax is fast. Yeah. Like, um, and I guess when you're fighting a rapidly decaying corpse, you know that fight's gonna be quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she. Chokes Giles, he passes out, starts to fight Buffy, she throws her in the in the, in the tomb and closes it with the stone thing. And this is where you were asking, like, you know, does what what is Buffy's strength, right, Ben? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was asking so and this is like an actual question. Um This should be our point of engagement, I think. <laughs> I wonder, um, and this is really more for people who, I guess, have already seen the show. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if she has a base level strength that is maybe, like, somewhat augmented by training. Or if she has some sort of, like, 
I don't. I just. I just wonder how much stronger she becomes throughout the course of the show, mm-hmm. and how much of it is plot contrivance. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> and but also how much of it is like a legitimate arc to her development as the Slayer. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question, and I think it's definitely something we will continue to discuss. But I don't. You know, I think. I think it's an arc mm-hmm. that we just see her getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know she's I, still I I, human. She is still human, uh, but she does have superhuman abilities. And I think I mentioned like that she gets stronger, but maybe it's not that even that she's getting stronger. She just knows Better. how to use that strength, or maybe it's mm. both. You know. Yeah. Okay. No, I can definitely see it being explained in any number of ways. Yeah. I just have never watched the show with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I don't know. Seeing it this time made me think of that because I have seen it a bunch of times and I have new things to think about this time. So. Mm. You're watching, I'm also watching concurrently with this watch with Tyler, John and I are watching the show. Oh. And we're currently in season six. So it is weird when I like watch like a season six episode and then come back with Tyler and watch a, a season two episode. Yeah. And I've never done anything like that. That dichotomy is so strange, but it's very interesting. Um, hmm. Oh, what? wait a minute. Listen. Do you hear that? I think I know what that sound means. What is it? That's the gaydar. It means that it's time for the gay agenda. And this brings me to... I think I'm going to steal a moment from, from you. It's okay. I've got It's very moment. similar to your moment from past episodes. But whenever Empada... Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it actually happens. Whenever Empada is uh, attacking Willow, and she goes in for the kiss. It's kind of like, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Oh wait! Don't do it. <laughs> but that moment for me was pretty gay. It was. Uh, I'm sorry about that sound that I just made. <laughs> um, so great gay agenda, Tyler. Mm-hmm. My gay agenda is. Um, well, you said it best I, during the episode. I when think when we were watching the episode, uh, when Empada comes on screen, the real Empada, it just immediately went. Why is Empada dressed like a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> when when it was a male. Yes. Um, so, lesbian empata. Maybe that's the theme, lesbian empata. Yeah. Hashtag lesbian empata. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, that sounds your, like a car. What's your gay agenda? Do you have anything? I mean, those are both really good ones. Um, I think my gay agenda is the use of the women's restroom as a place of refuge <gasps> in mm. this episode. That I like that. Did oh. not work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Isn't that like the story of like the world though? Women are like, I found a safe place to be from men. Mm. And then a man shows up and tries to kill him. Maybe it's more feminist agenda, but I think it applies. Yeah, I like it. Um, So should we transition to the vocab? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So I believe if I understood this correctly that you're both going to be teaching me today yes yeah. because ben is ben is up on all the terms unlike harrison Correct. so um <laughs> for, for so we'll kind of have harrison guess it at first um would you like to tell him the word okay um so the word is thirsty okay so i think i know this one thirsty is like when like you're horny right that's that- yeah, that's pretty close. That's a meaning. Okay. Yeah, that's a meaning, for sure. We're going to take it a step further. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ben was quick to point out that, because we were talking about Drag Race before mm-hmm. we started recording. Like and, we do. Yeah, that's when does. And 
he was you were talking about like wigs right yeah so for drag queens um if you're having a long night and um or you haven't really taken care of your wig from your gig before or whatever your wig can get thirsty yeah if it's real hair you gotta wash that yeah and it's just it just means you need to like spritz it a little bit revive it yeah like tame it out again make it look pretty so with that as buffy like you know finally kills impata and her arms fall off and like all any of the scenes where you know she's very mummified she looks thirsty in that regard because she's dehydrated She's kind of dirty and dehydrated and mummified, you know. But also, what Xander's thirsty. You're not for wrong. That sweet, sweet Impata booty. Mm-hmm. Impata is thirsty for that Xander D too. I don't know no. why. So this is a multifaceted. <laughs> I just word. any D. I it's think. true. It's yeah. She, he's just he's got D. He's just the first one she saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I like that. I like that. I like that this has multiple meanings for multiple characters. I like that you got part of it right. I'm I proud of me. We're setting you up for success. That's you know what happens when you get two of, teachers. Uh, <laughs> you know who else is like kind of thirsty in this episode in the like bad sense where Choice. she needs to wash her hair? She needs a love interest. That's my guess. Um, um, I'm going to say Buffy in her sad overalls and <laughs> not allowed to go to the dance. Yeah, poor Buffy. Also, we did not mention this yet, but I just realized... Uh, Angel's not in this episode. There are no vampires in this episode. That was one of my trivia's, but correct. This is uh, snaps from me. Angel does not appear, and uh, there are no vampires. So one of I think I've said six episodes of the series. Damn, um, total. As it was that few. Okay. Yeah, it's um. Well, part of it really is um, that Angel becomes a regular. Right. So even when the, there isn't a vampire threat, Angel's still usu- usually around there to fill the vampire quota. Um. Right, but and then I almost said a spoiler. I know I almost said a spoiler too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so well, thank you. Um, so yeah, um, so they defeat Ampata by basically just running out the clock on her, just letting her die, and then her arms rip the fuck off. <laughs> Ew. And. Uh, Meanwhile, like right in front of Xander, right? No, like, not just right in front of him, like, like on him, on him. She's grabbing his shoulders, and then her arms come up, and they're still gripping him. Poor guy, just Trauma. can't catch a break. I wonder if that's worse than being eaten by, almost eaten by a praying mantis. Oh, mm. good question. Which would be more traumatizing? That can I be our point of engagement too. <laughs> so I think the. I'm going to say praying mantis is more traumatizing. He's just generally, mm. there's the already outside, like, real life badness that he got drugged by a teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, but then he was also in a cage, like, for a while. He yeah. Knew something was bad for a long time. With Where Akata, it it's happens more really, instant, really yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. So what are other? So it also has the misfortune of having happened after the praying mantis. True. Thing. Yeah. Am I cursed? Something that he reckons back to in this episode. Yeah. Um, this is now the second time that uh, Buffy has killed one of Xander's love interests, and actually the third time that Buffy has killed one of her friend's love interests because we also had a. Uh, uh, huh. No, oh, she didn't kill Owen. No, she didn't kill Owen. Uh, uh, Malcolm. Uh, oh the yeah, robot. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So good job, Buffy, killing your friend's 
boyfriends slash girlfriends who Flash were who, <laughs> who were praying mantises, demon robots, and mummies, respectively. Mm. <laughs> um, so she's dead now. We come to school. The show kind of wraps up real quickly. Um, yeah, Xander is all you know. Forlorn about all this. He is that the right way to say the word? Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, he writers. Really nice moment. She's um, like, but you're the, the one. <laughs> yeah. She's he's comforting her, or she's comforting him about this whole situation, um, and she reminds him that he was the one who saved her. Yeah. Um, it, it's just it's nice. And she's also talking about the similarities between her and Impala. Right. And How she thought she was going to die. Anything objectifying. He doesn't try to control her life. They just act like two friends. Groundbreaking. Whoa. Whoa. Florals in spring. Groundbreaking. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I just have to say this because we skipped right over it, but it was in my notes. Buff uh, Willow knocks over a cheese Eiffel Tower. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. she can't come I call that it <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> but it was very clearly the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. yeah. But the pun is too good to pass up. Yeah. It also makes me think of um, a Goofy movie. Anyone remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tower of Chisa. <laughs> That's definitely why that was in my memory. That is a deep dive. I love it. <laughs> I mean, maybe for you. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, it's the same era. I think about it constantly. So, um... So let's recap. Yeah. We're at the end. Let's see. We've covered plot, characters, um... This is pretty Xander heavy episode. It's, it is Xander Centric. heavy, um, and I think that is for me the where this episode made its fatal flaw. One of mm. um, was making this a Xander heavy episode. I think if the episode had been uh, more about this relationship between Buffy and Impala yeah. and the similarities between the two of them, I think we would have had a stronger episode. There's something about introducing these like tertiary characters that you like think are gonna have all this backstory and like stuff like that and then they just get murdered yeah poor rodney munson (laughs) r.i.p rodney munson Mm. this is i guess maybe a spoiler but just this is one of the last episodes that is the way it is if that makes any sense like this is one of the last episodes that is sort of... That feels like a season one left Yeah, over. like a monster of the week I would kind of format. agree with that to a point. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not the last. And, yeah. so, and certainly... I think we're after... At, after this point, we get into a much better... Vampire. Um, well, wow. just generally more consistently high quality. Yes. As opposed to this back and forth between... Good episodes and bad ones. And yeah. a more consistent, like, tone of this is the show every episode. Yeah, yeah. I had quite yeah, a lot to say about the, the last... It wasn't even an issue. Well, it, yeah, issues in the beginning, but last episode... Oh, yeah, in it School was, Hard. In School Hard. It was, like, the first one where it's, like, fully orchestrated and just, like, the tone was... Which episode. one is that one again? That is Die so Hard Spike Priscilla's first episode. Oh god. Uh, and it's yeah, Die Hard in the School. That is a fabulous episode. It's so good. It's it so is. Good. And I it wouldn't air today, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> have, um, the end, you're talking about the end of that? Yeah. Oh, just the oh just the whole like school lockdown kind of idea. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. had a lot of discussion about like school shootings and that's a good point. Uh, even I haven't it's seen not it a school modern. shooting episode. There's no guns. There's no guns, but it still has that it vibe. Feels like well, it feels like probably they were probably trying to 
emulate that whole Columbine. But it was beforehand. Yeah, was it free? Yes. About a year and a half. That's what blew my mind. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. So, right. Um. So, um, thematically, we kind of discussed this before getting into it. The theme of this episode is. the theme should have been. Yes, the theme should have been sacrifice and destiny mm-hmm. and these similarities between Buffy and Apata, but it's if you condescend to a girl whose first language isn't English, she'll like you? That's horrible. <laughs> she'll like you and not kill you like she does everyone else? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. She'll sacrifice herself. Um, did you see any stunt doubles? I really did. There was not really any that stood out to there me. Was, I mean, all the fighting was either very like self-explanatory or very short yeah. yeah not a huge amount of action in this episode like i feel like uh sarah michelle geller does her own stunts especially for like high kicks and stuff like that and that's a lot of what she used she in this. was a brown belt at the time i remember yeah. that mm-hmm. i do know that um I, I was there's an interview with some of the stunt doubles they talked about basically it's like the actors will throw a punch or a kick or whatever or receive a punch or kick mm. but never like in those like heavy fight scenes even if, if one of the actors is doing their own stunts the other actor is gonna be a stunt double gotcha. they never let two actors no that's too risky it. it's too risky yeah it makes perfect sense um what about music so we've already <clears throat> talked about Dingo's Ain't My Baby yeah they're a fake band um, but their music is so quintessentially 90s. Yeah. I like that opening. Like, His voice is very like, wow, wow. That's all I got. Um, I, and, do we have the rights to play Creed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a Creed read. Oh I didn't think God. we did. <laughs> um, uh, and then score wise, this kind of. It sp- adds to. The insensitivity, perhaps. Yeah, it just feels very stereotypically like Native American, yeah. like, which is also wrong, like the wrong, like yeah. It's a very like it's like pan flutes. It sounds very like Andean. It's it's odd. It is like if you're going for ancient Incan music, it yeah. is correct. Is it right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just it just comes off as pandering. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, yeah, like it, it's it's appropriate, but it just I don't know because I feel like so much more of the like everything else about the episode that's about the Incan culture is so disingenuous that mm-hmm. it just yeah. doesn't come off. Correctly. Right. Maybe if everything else had been done a little better, that would have just been like the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's yeah, yeah. Um, it just comes across more as like, oh, let's play some Incan pipe bullshit yeah instead of like oh i researched this and this is the correct music that mm-hmm. would yeah that would go with this yeah um all right let's um, see so you already mentioned two of my pieces of trivia no vampires no angel um my last bit of trivia is just about the twinkie scene oh. um the actors playing uh xander and mr nicholas brendan is the actor playing xander and um oh my gosh the actress playing Ampata. Her name is Ara Seeley, cool. who I also just want to say, great job. Like yeah. she, she did a great she's job. She's really good, and I think that she's really she's pretty. beautiful too. She's yeah. very beautiful. She's she does she brings a lot of pathos to the character. I think the character is really well written. I think mm-hmm. it's everything else they wrote around it that is just mm-hmm. messed mm-hmm. up. But for that Twinkie scene, they both had to eat up up to ten Twinkies for all the takes. For all the takes, which. 
That sounds gross. That yeah. just one Twinkie makes me kind of want to barf. Like, yeah. I actually love Twinkies, but even even <laughs> me. Um. Yeah. So. What Any general takeaways? Like, I, like, I feel like we've all expressed our thoughts. I think it's an it's an episode that has a really cool idea mm-hmm. that it really squanders on focusing on the wrong thing, and then just all the stuff the cultures as costumes and you know the the condescending way people speak to uh to people who are from a different country and speak a different language and and not and seemingly as we discussed earlier acknowledging that it's kind of shitty but not actually dealing with it Mm. um and and as such is a product of its time yeah which is what it is you know uh, I give this episode are you going to create a scale I'm going to create a scale I, I was like I don't know the scale there isn't one I think you used one last time I, I remember what last you said. week I did um, I gave School Hard 4.5 railroad spikes uh, 4.5 out of 5 railroad out spikes five. through the head okay um, huh really and I, I I think this is going to be my new thing I'm going to create out of five? a out of 5 okay. create a brand new scale that's Relative to the episode. Okay. Oh, wow. So I'm going to give this episode 2.5 out of 5 severed mummy arms. Okay. Okay. I That's like it, two people. <laughs> I think it just, it has it has some good ideas that I wish had been explored more and it also just it has some really good moments mm-hmm. the heart to heart between Impata and Buffy is beautiful mm-hmm. um, the stuff between Willow and Xander I think is really well done um, and it makes the Oz stuff as slight as it is in this episode stand out all the more um, mm-hmm. and there's some funny lines you know yeah. um, and we had an appearance from Joyce yeah anyway what about you all um I feel like, yeah, this kind of seems like a throwaway episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did I kind of guess? Uh, did I guess anything about this episode? I think your guess was pretty general that there was going to be a mummy. Well, duh. Um, I mean, it's in the title. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, no. I, I was going more with, like, tropes and stuff. I or... think you predicted that someone was going to turn into a mummy. Okay. Like, I think maybe you predicted Jenny Callender was going to turn into a mummy. She That's didn't. specific. She wasn't here. Uh, That's another character not in this episode. It's Jenny. Yeah. Um, oh, I never said my trivia. Oh. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if, if like, it is trivia, honestly. Mm-hmm. But is that the only, is this the only episode where Buffy and, like, the adversary of the week share clothes? I don't know. I Did you think of one? I think of one. You'll have to remind me after. I'll remind you after. Mm-hmm. But but it's I think it's the one I'm thinking of is kind of a stretch. Okay. Um so so at one point, yes, yeah, Potter is wearing Buffy's clothes and um Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leave it in the comments if you think you know what it is. Thank you. <laughs> How engaging. <laughs> Alright. Point so of engagement. Um what? scale, I guess real oh, fast. Um I would give it it's not I love you, Robot Jane. <laughs> I I love that that was so Eugene. wrong, but we knew, at least I knew exactly yeah. what you meant. I wrote by you, Jane. 
I do were love you. you. Quite, I were, do love you, Robot Jane. Was that? I, isn't that like I love you, Robot Jones? Isn't yeah. that? Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I Robot you, Jane. Um, it wasn't that, and it's not some other episodes that happened later that I could mention. Um, but I think I will give it to two misgendered clothing items Ooh. out of five. All right. I like it. Yeah. So, Tyler, let's do your predictions. Okay. Where do you think, just generally, we're going with well, this season? Well, mm, my first inclination was to say, like, we're going to go with more of these tropes, but uh, I feel like maybe I was hinted to that. <laughs> uh, hinted that that wouldn't happen anymore. So now i got to come up with something new. Um, just, like, classic literature, monsters kind of things. Um... I want to see... Well, we didn't see any Angel, right? Correct. So, probably see him again. Uh, I feel like there's a good chance. We're going to get some more plot. We're going to get some more, like, you know, just story arc kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Hmm. I think Willow and Oz. That that seems to be a, where it's that's headed. Okay. You know, they're... they're thing is gonna develop a little farther further there we go um yeah that's that's a safe bet what what's the next episode called the next episode is called reptile boy okay see i said that it that wouldn't happen but no i'm I'm conflicted um how about I mean, that could really go a variety of ways. Like, obviously, it lends itself well to being a just reptile monster person. Mm. Um, however, maybe it starts with something a little more innocent. Just somebody who's into amphibians or whatever. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. All right. Uh, before we sign off, any last thoughts? Any... Mm-hmm. I feel like we've said a lot. We yeah. have, okay. yeah, I know. Thank you yeah. for having me. Who, who knew so much could be said about Inca Mummy Girl? Yeah, sorry you had to come to such a bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I guess I, I kind of was like, maybe we'll see you again later in the season. I'm just going to tell our listeners. Uh, ben chose. Just say the number, because I can't know what it is. You can't know which one I'm coming for? I can't know the title. Uh, Why not? I don't know it yet, so just say the number. That's fair. Episode. <laughs> uh, I have to look that up. I think it's know. episode nineteen. That sounds about right. It is towards. It's yeah. towards the end of the season. Uh, Let me look it up. See, yeah. I was gonna break my rule. My my. Holy shit! Line. It is. Is this nineteen? Okay. I. Good for you. Okay, so listen. I I'll play the name every episode of Buffy, uh, Sporkle quiz a lot, oh my and God. I always get a hundred percent. And sometimes I play the version where you have to do them in order. I also get 100%. Damn. Good for you. So, all right. So, um, let's sign off. Do you, have, do you have your outro ready? Yeah. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Reptile Boy. All righty. I'm Tyler, and you can find me on all of my social media at T.G. Dippold. That's D-I-P-P-O-L-D. Yeah. Cut damn it. <laughs> I am Harrison. 
And you can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. All right. I'm Ben. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my um, tag name is at Lunar Crescendo. That's L-U-N-A-R-C-R-E-S-C-E-N-D-O. Nice. I've always really liked your that username. Thank it's you. It's pretty badass. I like that it's consistent. Um, <laughs> he does not like that mine is not. I don't. <laughs> Alrighty, so you can find Booze and Buffy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube, where I will be releasing a short video with each episode called Spoiler Corner with Harrison, where I talk about all the spoilery things that I cannot discuss on the podcast. Um, also, please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Or wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Yes. Um, what was our moment of engagement? Wherever the hell mouth you get your podcasts. Ooh, damn. Do you remember our engaging? So we had several. Several, yeah. Um, like, what Clint Eastwood movie, maybe, mm-hmm. is uh, Xander dressed up as? Yeah, if you know, let um, us know. Put it in the comments. Other things. I don't remember the other one. <laughs> there were a lot of them. We were so engaging. Whatever questions <laughs> we asked you. Uh, Already? <laughs> remind us in the comments. <laughs> yeah, other Please remind us what we said. Uh, let's see. And so for each episode, we like to highlight a worthy nonprofit or charity. And I think Ben's going to help us out with this one. I am. So as an apology for the creation of this episode. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's on us to apologize for it, but... um, So there is a Louisville-based nonprofit called Adelante, um, and what they do is they are a nonprofit organization in Louisville devoted to empowering local Hispanic youth. Um, They serve their students by engaging them and their parents in long-term academic mentoring and personal enrichment Programs. They believe that with proper guidance and support, every student can achieve. Um, you can learn learn yeah. learn more about Adelante at adelanteky.org. And that's A D E L A N T E K Y dot org. And if you'd like to just skip ahead and donate, it is adelanteky.org slash donate. Super easy. Nice. So, at the end of every episode, we like to tell our audience to go slay and be gay. So, would you like to join us in that, Ben? I would love to join you. All right. Well, audience, (laughs) go slay Slay and and be be gay. gay. (laughs) Bye.